This episode of the If You Ask Betty podcast is brought to you by Audiate from TechSmith. Audiate makes recording and editing your voice as simple as editing text in a document. And you can try it for free. I'll drop a few more details in a bit, so keep listening and learn more at TechSmith.com. Welcome to the If You Ask Betty podcast. This podcast is designed to discuss all kinds of development topics for all kinds of learning professionals. I'm your host, Betty Danowitz, and today we're talking with Kara North about networking and name dropping. Hi, Kara. Hey, Betty. Hey, thanks for being on the podcast today. Yeah, of course. Hey, help our listeners get to know you just a little bit better. Can you give us a quick intro about you and maybe even how we met? Sure. So, again, my name is Kara North. I am a uh, training operations manager at a semiconductor manufacturing company, but um, I have worked in both corporate and higher ed settings, and I've actually been in learning development my entire professional career, which is kind of crazy to think about. But I think you actually reached out to me on LinkedIn and said we should be friends. And that was it. And we Mm -hmm. actually got to meet at DevLearn last year. We did, and we fangirled Tim Slade together. Of course, Tim's great. And I still have a picture on my phone of him signing an autograph for someone someone because I thought that was so <laughs> funny. I was like, funny in the nicest way. I was like, it's Tim Slade. Oh my gosh, he's signing an autograph. So yeah. <laughs> I love I just, it. I, I can't wait for him to hear that. Okay. I don't think he knows about that. Um, <laughs> that is absolutely the way we met. Uh, and not unlike a lot of people that have been on my podcast because I love to reach out in LinkedIn because my superpower, much like yours, uh, is networking. And that's why we're talking about this today. So today, like I just said, we're chatting about networking and name dropping. So before we get to the tell us all your thoughts questions, let's just make sure that we're on the same page when it comes to networking and name dropping. So let's start with this. Tell us your general philosophy on networking and name dropping. So for networking, I think my general philosophy is very simple, and Shakespeare said it so long ago, to thy own self be true. I think there's something really endearing and human about being yourself in networking. I think it's really uncomfortable for both parties when it's superficial, and it's usually pretty clear when it is superficial. So I really think that it's important to bring yourself and your personality to networking. Um, As far as name dropping goes, this one's interesting. So I think that if it's a connection that you have made, and let's say, for example, you're trying to connect somebody to somebody. So great example is I recently had a LinkedIn message from someone that was in uh, the Utah area. They were looking to pivot and look for an instructional design role. I knew somebody in the Utah area, Jeff Batt, who's a fantastic human. And I thought, you know, Jeff is cool. This lady seems cool. Let me see if I can introduce them and see if they can make it happen. And just so happens, Jeff was able to help her out. And I think she found an opportunity. So it's so cool. So that's, I think, when I like to use kind of name dropping, when I think that it's mutually beneficial um, for the person that I'm talking to. And plus, again, it's growing the network of that person that I have a relationship with. I like that. And I will uh, double check your Jeff Bat endorsement. Um, so also excited that he'll get to hear that. So I love your philosophy. I love, um, what, what you had to say about networking name dropping. And I think my philosophy is very much tandem to yours. Is tandem the right word? That means right next to it, right? 
Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Not perpendicular, it's tandem. I think that's the right word. Anyways, so my philosophy is that networking is a really great way to meet new people and learn more about what other people do. For me, I know when I first started to like actively network, I found myself completely surprised at sort of the depth of learning and development in the whole industry. Like I was just, I've talked about this before, like I was just shocked that there were so many people out there doing the same type of work that I do. Not that I didn't think there were, but not only were they out there, but they talked to each other. And like for for me, heads down at my job for the first 13 years of being in learning and development, I, I had no idea. And so I, w- I always find myself interested in learning about what other people do. To drop a name in here, see what I did there? Uh, <laughs> one of the people that I met that I found incredibly interesting, uh, the work that he does is Mike Peacock. And Mike Peacock works for a casino slot machine company. And he's in learning and development for them. So he's been able to, I mean, just think about that. Like, did you ever think about that when you put the money in the slot machine and you hit the button that there's actually a learning and development person behind that? No, I just want the money, Betty. I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like I never thought that. Like, I, it, like, and it, it's not like I sat there and thought, well, they don't have a learning person. It just never occurred to me. And I'm in that industry. So for me, I was like, fascinated when he's telling me what he does. And I'm like, my eyes are bugging out of my head. Not that he does any a different job than I do, really, but his industry is so different. So, you know, people are out there that you can meet that are doing work you, you, don't, you can't even dream of at this point. So as for name dropping, I'm, I'm obviously a fan. Uh, and I'm a fan if it's used because like you said, if you're associating with someone and the person that you're name dropping is okay with that. Right. So if the person that you're name dropping would be totally cool, if you were standing there and was like, oh, here's my, this is my friend. You said Jeff Bat. I'm going to pick another one. This is my friend, Dan Hurt. Dan, this is Kara. Kara, this is Dan. So for me, dropping names like that, or like we've done in this conversation so far, people that we know would be fine with it and are good with the connection that we have. I think that that's absolutely appropriate. And it can be so helpful, like you said, with your example with uh, Mr. Jeff Bat. So do you feel like your philosophy and my philosophy, they're pretty copacetic? Yeah, I think so. I yeah. feel like we're on the same page. I yeah. think I said way too many words and you were much more succinct, but I do think we're on the same page. That leads me into this, okay, because some people feel that networking has like the super negative connotation. Uh, why do you think that is? Like I said earlier, I do think that there's a lot of kind of superficial networking going on and I think it's because of a lot of reasons I realize that currently there unfortunately are a lot of people out of work and so some people are extremely desperate to try to find jobs and they're just kind of throwing their resume wherever they can get it to fall right Um, just trying to get someone to help them and you know not necessarily that I don't want to help them or other people don't want to help them but it can be really kind of annoying. So another example of this is in my LinkedIn profile, the very first sentence says, I am not connecting with vendors because every day, 30 to 40 messages of somebody wanting to sell me something Mm -hmm. or asking me to hop on a 15 minute call. And I'm like, I don't even have 15 minutes to give my friends. Why would I give Mm -hmm. you 15 minutes? But You know, I I think that's why there's a lot of negative kind of connotation to it. And I know there's kind of some 
rules that people throw around about how to use LinkedIn. And some people are like, oh, you need to put a message in a, a connection request. That doesn't bother me. Um, I, I don't care. And even if you're not in L&D, I will still connect with you. <laughs> Literally, my litmus test is just don't try to sell me something or don't mm-hmm. try to, to get me to you know, buy something from you or give you my time. I'm happy to give my time to people I build relationships with, but the sense of entitlement is just not something I'm okay with. And so, you know, I, I currently have a opening on my team and I had people, Betty, reach out to me saying, I saw that you had a job posting. I applied. So when can we set up my interview? I'm like, whoa, <laughs> wait a second. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, well, I follow you on social media. I thought I could get an interview. No. Like, <laughs> that's not how this works. That's not how this works. And, mm-hmm. you know, I I didn't know if I was being punked or like what was going on, but they were being sincere. So I think that's why it has a negative connotation because it's kind of like uh, to take something with poor scum. It's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get sometimes when you connect with people, right? But that's a great um, metaphor. You know, I, yeah. I, I also think that's kind of the fun of it too because some of these, some people you connect with, they may have this nice professional picture of themselves but then like, you know, you talk to them and you realize like, they're as big of a video game nerd as you are. They love Star Wars as much as you do or Going back to Jeff Bat, uh, the reason Jeff Bat and I bonded so quickly is because we both love Dr. Pepper. So, I mean, just silly <laughs> things, silly things like that. So, um, I, I do think, unfortunately, a lot of kind of these spammers, for lack of a better word, really does kind of ruin it for people who really are kind of scared of networking because I, I don't know, I'm sure you get a lot of spam too, Betty, but I know it, that's like a big part of my day. I even put also on my LinkedIn now, it's like, please give me 48 hours to respond to your message because I dig through so much garbage in a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get, I get plenty of spammers too. I don't know if I get 40 in a day like you, but give me a couple more years. I'll be there. <laughs> Not that it's a goal. I'm just saying that's probably what's going to happen. But I had one the other day and like somebody tried to connect with me and he wasn't really in learning and development. He was connected to like two other people, but I was like, okay, cause I'm like you, I have a very, it's, it's easy to connect with me. You know, it's just, yeah. Anyways, uh, I'm just gonna leave that there. So, uh, so anyways, uh, so he's like, and then as, as soon as I connect, he sends me a message and he's like, yeah, you probably guessed that I'm a bot. And I was like, well, disconnect. <laughs> it actually said I'm a bot. And I'm like, okay, disconnect. I can't even read the rest. I was like, okay, that's never funny. mind. Yeah, at least, I mean, at least he's honest. Uh, so yeah, I think you bring up a really good point about sort of the negativity around networking is that it's like, those those people that are out there and using it in a desperate and unprofessional way, they leave a bad taste in the mouth for other people. Other people like you and me who are legitimately just trying to broaden the people we know, learn more about them, learn more about the industry, and be able to help connect people. I mean, nothing makes me happier than being like, hey, do you know so-and-so? Because he could help you. Let me connect you. And then I fire off that message or or make that call or whatever it is to help out. That's what networking is about. True. I love the metaphor too. Networking is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. I think that's going to be a motivation Monday. 
coming up. It could be, or it could be a tagline for this episode, either or. I like that. That's the title of the episode. There you go. And see, folks, this is how episodes get titled, is with the asides. The more rabbit trails, the better. Okay, tell us about a time that networking was a very positive experience for you. So maybe a time when a mutual connection was beneficial to both parties, even if it wasn't at the same time. Obviously, with everything going on in our world right now, I feel very fortunate to you know, still be employed and still be able to provide for my family. But I know there's a lot of people that can't. So I made the decision actually right around Memorial Day. I was like, what if I just post jobs on LinkedIn? Like just every day, just post jobs. People can follow me and know that every weekday I'll be posting some job opportunities that they found. And I have a little goal board that I have written up here in my office. And I thought, you know what, if I can just help 30 people get a job, Mm-hmm. I'll be, I'll be, that's awesome, right? Because it doesn't take a lot of my time. Because of that, my network has really grown. And there's been people that have just like reached out to me and, you know, said, thank you so much for posting these jobs. And a lot of times they will tell me, hey, I applied for that job you posted last Monday and I have an interview. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's great. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, do you feel prepared? Blah, blah, blah. So, I had somebody that uh, was a teacher and they reached out to me and said, Hey, I saw that that job you posted that one day. Um, I don't, I looked at it. I, I feel like I could do it, but like, there's a couple things on there that I can't, can't do. Like, what's your advice? And I said, well, send me over your resume. And yeah, typical teacher had a great experience, but just didn't know how to translate it to like mm-hmm. instructional design. I said, would you be up for some feedback here? Here's some things I would potentially change your resume. You're, you're, you've done the work, but I'm going to give it more like an instructional design kind of verbiage to kind of, again, make you stand out. She's like, okay. She applied and that took a lot, a lot of, you know, guts, whatever from her Mm. because she was really having battling the imposter syndrome. Got the first interview, texted me. Oh my gosh, what am I supposed to do? Like, what am I supposed to do? And I was like, you're supposed to go in and kick butt like you got this yeah. right and yeah. went through the first interview got a second interview oh my gosh i i can't believe i got a second interview whatever <laughs> i was like okay and you know at this time my this sounds so silly but my cat died um in the spring and mm. he he died at a really horrible time i was in the middle of my phd candidacy when my cat died so i had to basically bury my grief and get through my phd candidacy or i wouldn't have been able to do it so at this time this person was kind of like going through this like oh my gosh the feelings were hitting me so hard about my cat passing as silly as that sounds if you're not a cat person then you probably don't get it but it's i mean i'm gonna stop you right there because it's not silly to grieve for your pets okay well there you go i said it okay well but again my, my cat was like my child so i you know, really dealt with that. So, I mean, I was like, I was in a bad headspace myself just mm. dealing with that. But seeing, getting these messages from, again, this complete stranger I didn't even like know. Um, and just like following like her job journey, I was like, man, like, you know, if she gets this, like, this is going to be huge. And she did. And Yay. she was like, I'm so happy. Thank you so much. And I'm like, I didn't do anything. I'm like, you did, you did the work. But, in a weird way, she like just by sharing her story with me and basically kind of giving me a way to rechannel my energy, it really 
helped me deal with a difficult time. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that really means a lot. So I still post those jobs, um, every weekday at 8am. So, uh, I never thought that it was going to turn into anything like that, but, um, that definitely for me has been a highlight of this year. Yeah. And it's awesome that you spotlight those for people so that they know that somebody else who's out there doing this work has vetted it a little bit for them, at least looked at it and said, okay, I mean, cause you're not going to post something from some janky company that you think people shouldn't apply to. Right. And you're, paying, you know, you're paying attention to those things. <laughs> if it says like learning styles or Myers-Briggs or something, I don't post it. I'm sorry. But, oh, um, you know, they can figure that out for themselves. Here come the emails about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. It's all right. I'll just redirect them to you. It's fine. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> we'll put them in your spam folder. Well, that was a great story. That was a perfect story. Great positive experience. And how it, d- it wasn't necessarily immediate because I'm assuming that you didn't connect with this person and then the next day post this job. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You'd, you'd been connected for a while and this was a way that you were able to help each other out. I, I have a story. I don't think it's nearly as fabulous as yours, but I knew this dude. He was actually like my cousin's husband's best friend. If you can follow that. And so I had seen him at like family barbecues, maybe once or twice a year. And then, you know, and just say, Hey, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. I acknowledge each other, but you know, just really, I, I don't have anything. I have nothing to talk to you about. Not in a mean way. It's just, we just don't have anything in common. Then, um, as I was, uh, as we were going along, like eventually became Facebook friends and then we connected on LinkedIn because he kept coming up as like, Hey, you might know this guy. And I'm like, well, I do, but do I really need to connect with him on LinkedIn? I don't know. So I clicked fine. Let's connect. Come to find out he's a trainer. Shut up. I didn't know that. That never, like, that. not only is he a trainer, he works for Pepsi. The world is so small. So I always thought he was in sales for Pepsi. It never occurred to me that he would be a trainer. So I was like, hey, uh, I didn't realize you were doing this. Tell me about your job. And he's like, well, and he, did, he just basically tells me I do the kind, same kind of things that you do. What do you know about that? Small so world. fast forward another couple of months later, I had to write a, um, ironically enough, I had to write a a one hour session on the power of networking. And so I used my network to crowdsource the material. So I reached out to this dude and I was like, Hey, you got anything non-proprietary that you can share about networking? He's like, sure do. Sends it over to me. It was probably 20% of what I put together. Of course I, of course I reworked it. I told him I wouldn't copy and paste it. He's like, well, I took most of this off the internet and reworked it myself. So if you copied and pasted it, nobody would know. And I was like, okay, I feel like I should not have just recorded that, but I did. Nevertheless, <laughs> it's over now. So, um, but yeah, it turned out great. And I've, I've run that session, I don't know, half a dozen times so far. And I always give him credit because I always think it's funny that I wrote a session about networking by reaching out to my network. <laughs> Very meta. I love it. It is. It's perfect. Two great stories about how you can help with content and help even help people get jobs through networking. I love that. So how did you learn about networking? Like what was what was your first networking experience? My friend Anna Leach talks about building out moments for your retirement speech. This is actually going to be like in my retirement speech someday. So cool. I moved to Columbus, Ohio in twenty. 20- 13 and really struggled kind of fitting into like the scene here and I went from like working at a large company to like with a large team to like a team of two and I really struggled you know kind of finding myself so March of 2016 I attended a local ATD chapter event and 
Mike Taylor was talking about how to use social media for networking. I remember it. I swear he's probably sick of hearing me tell the story, but he said that Twitter was a great professional development tool for learning development professionals. And he showed how he had networked with people. He showed like how he went to conferences and like never felt like he was alone. He showed all this great stuff. And I was like, really like Twitter, like, do I really need a social media platform? But by the end of his presentation, like he had me sold. And so Mm -hmm. after I went up and I said, I introduced myself and I said, Hey, like, I believe in what you said. I'm going to sign up for Twitter right now. And Mike Taylor was my very first follower. We stayed in contact and, you know, he lives here in Columbus too. And so then he, you know, basically kind of took me under his wing and like showed me how he used social media. And then, you know, fast forward to today, people are like, I don't know how you do social media the way you do. And I'm like, Mike Taylor taught me. And that's, that's true. And so <laughs> that's I a name drop him. right there. Yeah, I guess it is a name drop, but <laughs> hashtag Mike Taylor taught me. Yes. That's awesome. That was, I think, my first kind of networking um, experience was just through just through Mike. And, and again, Mike is a, a professional that I epitomize and want to be like he's very selfless and kind and really cares about adding value and finding things that people may find interesting so he's definitely a huge shoes to fill definitely not like mike taylor like you know i want to be like mike like from the 90s right but yeah yeah, yeah. he's 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 so good and so i i do credit him for a lot of my social media use and networking and and he's so nice yes yeah, I met him. I don't know if he remembers me, but I met him when he was doing a um, session on curation. Shocking. Right, right. He's so good at it. <laughs> and then he was also doing a, a combo session with Bianca Bowman about, um, there's another name drop. On We should have, okay, here's the thing. If you're listening, count the number of names we dropped. And if anybody, <laughs> if anybody is right, like, and only count the name one time, right? So if I say Bianca Bowman again, that only counts as one, even though I've said it twice. And <laughs> if anybody gets it right, I will send you an If You Ask Betty laptop sticker. Hey, I want and, one. And I'll send you one too, Carol. Okay, anyway, so I've totally forgotten what I was saying. Oh, so yeah, so I met him and he actually was like late, like his flight was late. So he was a little bit late to the session. But I just remember really appreciating and enjoying. And he's very humble, super yes. humble dude, hard worker. Yes. Um. Yeah, anyways, so I like him. So that was your first experience. Man, talk about starting at the top. Right? I mean, how do I top that? <laughs> Hey there, I gotta pause the show for just a minute and talk more about Audiate from TechSmith. Audiate is a new, powerful program that provides instant transcription and text-based audio editing. Yep, you heard that right. It is so easy. First, record your voiceover, or you can even import a recording you've already done. Audiate will automatically transcribe it like magic. Then you can easily and quickly edit by reading the actual text to make changes. Audiate even lets you delete all the ums and ahs and pauses all at the same time. This will save you so much time in the editing process. You can try it free right now for seven days. I even recorded this ad for Audiate on Audiate. Visit TechSmith.com today to check it out. Okay, back to the show. Let's kind of switch gears a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about name dropping since we've been dropping names this whole time. And when is it okay or appropriate to name drop? 
And so we kind of talked about that a little bit, right? We talked about if they think it's fine and we're trying to connect people, but have you always felt that it was okay or appropriate to name drop or do you remember, do you remember like a specific time when you actually found the value in it? Yeah, I I think so. I mean, especially if you're trying to get connected to somebody. So I'm going to think about like myself, for example, if I'm like reaching out and I want to connect with with somebody that I'm not connected to, but I see that they have, we might have a mutual connection. I might reach out to that person and see if they could connect me. Or if I'm really feeling bold and say, Hey, I'm a mutual connection of blah, 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 you know, and then talk to them that way. But um, I will say like on the flip side, one thing that I wouldn't say it's annoying, but it's kind of time intensive is you know, let's say somebody is trying to introduce somebody to me. And of course, this always happens at like the worst time. <laughs> like I'll be right. swamped. I'll be drowning and like all this stuff. And they're like, oh, hey, Kara, I want to introduce you to blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hi, blah, blah, blah. Uh, give me, give me, give me three days and I'll respond back. But, you know, I feel kind of obligated. Maybe obligated isn't the right word, but it depends like on the relationship I have with that person. So if it's somebody like, I have a pretty close relationship with, like, I will go out of my way, I think, to accommodate, like, a a request, but if it's somebody, like, I don't know that well, like, I do kind of take time, more time to respond back just because of other stuff kind of going on, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's hard, but yeah, I think overall, as long as, like, you are not, you know, trying to spam the person, oh, and another one, too, name dropping, which we didn't talk about, I think it's super important to give credit to people's work. Um, Mm. I think that that doesn't happen enough. And I I know there's been a lot of people that's tried to um, say people have taken their stuff before. And so um, especially like if you're curating something or whatever, you know, you want to make sure that like that person gets gets credit. So I try, which I don't do it as much now because the buffer platform that I use for some reason, LinkedIn doesn't tag people. So I'll write their name, but then like it won't, tag them when the post post Uh you know so um i don't do it as much now because of that i mean i'll still mention their name but i just think that that's also really critical and something you definitely want to name drop on if you're sharing someone's work you want to make sure they get credit for the work that they did absolutely agreed 100 percent. you must be using hootsuite no i use buffer Oh, you use Buffer. I yeah. use Hootsuite and it gives me fits about names. Yeah. So apparently that's just not something that those platforms can handle. That's a great point is that we want to make sure that we're crediting people's work, even people's ideas. I mean, I know like when I first started talking about AR, I was made sure to credit the person who I give credit for teaching me everything I know about AR, which is Destry Hildenbrunn, because I went to his session at Realities in 2018 and he kind of opened my eyes and opened the door for me to learn more about it. Now, did I learn things without him? I did. But I'm going to tell you what, I connected with that brother and I kept in touch because I needed to, I needed him to answer my questions and he did, you know? And so, so I give him a lot of credit for that too. Um, and if you're counting, I don't remember what number that is, but keep counting because there's more names coming. Okay. <laughs> We've been talking about networking. We have been talking about name dropping. So here it comes down to your thoughts on what should we as learning professionals remember about networking and name dropping? So what are your best hot tips on those two subjects? Number one is you have a digital footprint, whether you want it or not. And after somebody sees your name, at least maybe this is just a Kara North thing, but I doubt it. 
uh, people tend to look you up. And so why do you not want to take the time to control the narrative of what your digital footprint is? So I think building a presence and networking is super important for that. Whatever your profession is, I think it's really important to kind of own your brand. Second is just be nice if you can. Uh, I realize that there are times and I, I'm still guilty of it too. So I'm not, you know, saying that I'm perfect, but, you know, try to be nice. And if you get mad, just walk away. It's, it's okay. And third is, I think, again, just give people credit where credit's due. So if you, you know, take something that somebody wrote or something, you know, tag them it. Cause especially people creating content that that's actually really helpful for them. They like seeing that you shared their stuff. So just be nice with that and spread the love. I like it. Spread the love. So as we are wrapping up, I want to ask you a couple of quick questions that I ask all of my guests. Okay. The question is, how do you align your passion with your work? Hmm. All right. This is, this is not cheesy. I promise this is true. My work is my passion. I do not feel like I work for a living. I genuinely enjoy what I do minus meetings. I don't think I'll ever enjoy meetings, but the work that I do, it doesn't tire me. It actually energizes me. And it really is my true bliss. True bliss. I like that. That'd be a great tattoo. <laughs> okay. True bliss. I don't know. I just thought of that. Anyways, next question. What is the message that you want to get out to our listeners? What do you want them to remember? It can be topic related or not. Know that you don't have to live on social media to network. So a great way to actually build your network is just being consistent with posting things. This is what Mike Taylor taught me. I use a tool called Buffer and it's free. And I was saying if it's free, it's for me. So feel mm -hmm. free to use that. It's just B-U-F-F-E-R. And you can schedule your social media posts. So if you read something that you think is really valuable and you want to share with your network, or if you have your own content you want to share, you just go ahead and pop it in the box. You schedule it and it will magically post it for you. So just so you know, every 8 a.m. I'm not on LinkedIn. I've already wrote out the job the previous night before and it automatically posts it for me. Yeah, consistency and continuity are key with that, I would agree. Here's why I think, because if you if you post something once, people, they might read it, but you have to do it again and again and again. And sometimes the message is similar, but not the same mm -hmm. before they actually get it. So I know like for, for folks like you and me who are out there trying to help others, we have to be consistent. So that's great. That's an awesome message. How can people connect with you if they want to? after the show. So I am on LinkedIn, obviously, because we talked about it a lot. So you can find me on LinkedIn or Twitter at KaraNorth11. So just put in the URL and then KaraNorth11. I do have a YouTube channel. It's called Unfiltered ID. Um, you can search YouTube for that. My website is KaraNorth.com. And I have a podcast with my friend Joseph Suarez. And it is Instructional Redesign. You can find us on Instructional Redesign dot com or anywhere that you like to listen to podcasts. Very cool. Well, thank you so much, Kara North, for sharing your thoughts today. And thank you so much to all of the folks out there that we dropped your name. I will do my best to tag you when this episode comes out, because it's going to be epic, the number of people that are on this list. Uh, if you have counted how many names we have dropped so far, send that to me in a message, however you can get it to me, or you can go to ifyouaskbetty.com and send it to me there. And I will definitely send you out that laptop sticker 
if you are correct. So thank you so much, listeners. Watch for another episode of the If You Ask Betty podcast soon. Peace out.